0: welcome
1: to hallmarked up with mary and sarah so welcome to another episode of hallmarked up this week mary is having a little bit of a break for the holidays but we have a guest host this week with me and her name is holly Hello, Holly. Hey, thanks for having me. So this week we watched we watched a few movies this week, which we're catching up on, but the one we're talking about tonight was the end of the seven nights of Thanksgiving Christmas movies, and it was called If I Only Had Christmas, starring Candace Cameron Bray. <laughs> <laughs> she, she sort of intimated at the start of the season that this movie was going to be about another movie. Mary thought it was meant to be about it's a wonderful life. Like a take on that when we saw the preview, but I guessed correctly about it being about a wizard of Oz, the wizard of Oz theme was a bit of a stretch, but let's get into the recap of what the movie is. And I'll do my best to recap it. And Holly, please feel free to jump in if I miss something key or if I get it wrong. Well,
0: and, And I don't know if this is where you want to say this, but like I missed the first, like maybe five minutes of the movie And I did not know that this was supposed to be a play on another movie. And I didn't realize it until about 50 minutes in when there was a promo where Candace Cameron Beret was like, oh, I'm so happy to be remaking one of my favorite movies of all time. And I sent Sarah a text and I was like, huh, this is supposed to be a play on Wizard of Oz. Like. 50 minutes in I had not caught on Um, and And I
1: think I kind of knew because I like had watched the preview but it was a bit of a stretch
0: well I mean and then afterwards I was like oh you know what had I been paying close enough attention it's very clear now because they did make it pretty obvious at that point you know I should have been paying close attention but most Hallmark movies you don't really have to pay attention to you can be you know, cleaning the house and drinking wine and doing whatever you're doing. And I wasn't cleaning the house, but I was, you know, sitting on the sofa and I was scrolling on my phone and looking at Facebook and I was texting you and doing other things. I was drinking wine and, you know, I wasn't paying a hundred percent attention to the movie. So, and I didn't know that I was supposed to be paying attention to these little—I can't remember what they call them. What are they called? The little clues that they put in through the movies. Oh, mm-hmm. like Easter eggs. Easter eggs. Yeah, I wasn't looking for Easter eggs, but as soon as I knew I was supposed to be looking for them, of course, I found them all they over. They were the
1: place. everywhere. Yeah. Of course. But, so uh, we we start off the movie with Candice Cameron Bray portraying a character called Darcy Gale, which is yeah. probably our first. Little inkling of it's Dorothy Gill. Yeah, exactly. And she is from Gum PR firm based in Kansas City. They were pitching to the VP of communication of Austin Inc., which I suppose is like Oz Inc., mm-hmm. but they didn't win the pitch. But for some reason, they're going to get to do some like pro bono work with their charity called Emerald Education Trust. And so she's going to get to go meet the VP of Austin, Inc. because of this charity thing. Before she gets on the plane to go there, and they're going to New England, I think. Yep, New England. She leaves her dog Bobo at home with her <laughs> I forgot aunt, about
0: Bobo, yeah. Yes,
1: with her <laughs> auntie, I think, as well, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh-huh. and, and uncle. Uh-huh. So she gets on the plane. She she apparently goes on the plane early and doesn't tell anyone that she's going early yeah and she mm-hmm. ends up in this bar and she meets this random stranger who of course we can figure out relatively quickly ourselves is actually the vp of communications from austin inc whose name is glenn goodman mm-hmm. who is of course supposed to be glenda the good witch of the north at the start and she starts Kind of bitching about meeting this guy who's supposed to be kind of rude or something. Anyway, she puts her foot in her mouth, essentially. And then he's like, there's some crazy cell phone calls. And she's like, oh, shit, you're him. And he's like, yes, I'm going to give blah. Anyway, so they decided they need to do three Christmas events for the charity for the Emerald Education Trust. And one of them is a Christmas tree farm. And one of them is like a pageant and one of them is a gala, I think, or something. But yep. they kind of they kind of became just two, I felt. But, you know, whatever. So the first thing she comes across, it, the person she comes across is Jackie. And she is kind of mean at the start. She's like the marketing girl or something. And she's kind of mean. And her name is Jackie Tinsley. So she is the Tin Man. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. And yep. she she needs, oh, no, no. Actually, Jackie is, some, Jackie no, is it, not. It, I did yeah, this wrong.
0: No, it, it, I think it's Bridget Tinsley and Jack Crow. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, so Jackie is the scarecrow. So she's the dumb one. She needs a brain because she's, yeah, she's not just, really good at yeah. her job at marketing. But she, when she, she kind of just, they don't make her out to be real dumb. They just have her be like a bit not able to put her words together. So she's looking for a brain. Then another co-worker that she meets is Riley, and he is going to host the pageant. And he was actually called, like, Riley Lyons, I think. Yeah, Lyons,
0: yeah. What was his last name? Very close.
1: And he needs courage to host the pageant, and of course, Darcy Gale's going to coach him through that. And the last one is Bridget Tinsley, and she was kind of like a bitch at the start, and she is the boss of Emerald but she's going to need a heart, obviously. And mm-hmm. so all obviously Darcy Gale is going to find all of them this, these things. And they, they come up with an idea at the Christmas tree farm to have like a Christmas maze with s'mores and Santa. And they're going to donate 10% of the sales. And it's a family-friendly event. And of course that goes off and it's amazing and everyone loves it. It's the best ever. And there's also this woman called Winona West, who of course is the wicked witch of the West. And she's the CFO of, I believe, the Austin Inc. Company, not the charity. And she's kind of rough on Glenn at sometimes, and blah, blah, blah. And She is not very nice. So she's obviously the other bad witch to Glenn Goodman's good witch. And when they get to the point where they, they of course, like a lot of these movies, they don't have it. They can't find Santa anywhere. But <laughs> Glenn knows how to organize the Santa. And then everything's great. And he's the hero. He's the hero of the Christmas tree farm. So then at one point I wrote down that Glenn and Winona kind of have like a big argument. And he's like, I care about the charity and I don't understand why I shouldn't. And, you know, he she kind of puts it back in his place. But he tells Darcy that he can get time with William Austin, the CEO of Austin Inc., to speak to them at the gala. Um, well, at least that's what they want to do. And Winona says, "No, we can't possibly do that." And Glenn's like, "Well, I can probably help you do that." And this is obviously some foreshadowing to how he's gonna do that. So then they decide that they're going to have this pageant, and Riley is—man, I'm like getting all over the place. Riley,
0: uh, so many characters. So
1: so many characters. He is hosting it, and he needs to do. There's like some kids singing, and he's gonna do a tap dance number, and then somehow he gets. Candace Cameron Bure to join in the dancing, which she was terrible at I might add. But
0: yeah, the dance the, they needed a little more c- choreography.
1: It, it just was not dancing at all. It was just like flipping her around essentially. Mm-hmm. And then Glenn buys red shoes for well, ruby Candace red Car- slippers. Exactly. Candace yeah. Cameron Bray to dance in at the pageant. Yeah. Because hers magically break at the rehearsal or something. So he has to fix it Then I wrote down that Glenn gives a speech at the pageant, which also appears to be the gala at the same time. So I don't know how that happened. They didn't really have two separate events. It definitely was just one. But he speaks about the lion, the scarecrow, and the tin man. So he talks Mm -hmm. about how Riley got courage and Jackie Crow got a brain, but in a nicer way. And, you know, Bridget Tinsley is now a lovely human. Mm -hmm. And then he reveals amazingly that he is William Austin. And this is where it gets real shit. So if if you didn't think the whole misguided premise about Wizard of Oz was bad, the worst bit is now Dorothy Gale cracks the shit. She gets really (laughs) mad that, that he is actually William Austin. In reality, she's obviously starting to fall in love with him, and surely this is a good thing that he can actually be the one that will help you with your career, and you love him and everything. But it was bad acting, it was bad writing, and the scene was re- and she even ugly cries and she has to like say she's gonna she's gonna do the account because of course they've now decided that her company is good enough to work for the charity, but she's going to give it to the New York office and she's not gonna be a part of it because she's so mad at him right now. So she goes back to Kansas City where she decides there's no place like home. Like, the it's, the lines start to get a bit hokey by this mm-hmm. point. Like, there's, like, a line about flying monkeys in there. There's a mm-hmm. line about, I mean, I don't know. Everything is in there. It's bad. And when she goes there, she sees her auntie and Bobo, the dog, is back home, of course. And she's like, I love this place and I can't ever leave here. And weirdly, he goes after her. Because Winona likes her now, obviously, and says, you have to have her be a part of it. now, Especially now that she knows that you're the head of Austin, Inc. Like, you guys are a power duo and blah, blah, blah. And so he goes to Kansas to get her back. And, like, amazingly, no one thinks that's weird. And, <laughs> and he obviously knows where she lives. Mm-hmm. And he stays for Christmas and, like, meets a whole family. And everyone's so excited that, like, he is actually... The man behind, there there's even a man behind the curtain line in there, the great and powerful Austin, blah, blah, blah. But she says, he's like, I need you to come be on this project with me. You know, I really want to hire your company and I want it to be you. And she's like, but I love Kansas City and this is my home and my family and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, don't worry, I'm going to open a second headquarters. And guess where? It's a really good deal to open a new headquarters in Kansas City. So her new job, where she's going to be working for him and apparently dating him, loving him, and sleeping with him, she's also going to be working for him now, all in, in Kansas City. And that's kind of how it ends, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean,
0: the good news is, is, is she didn't give up her life in Kansas City so it is a little twist on the normal Hallmark movie where the girl moves to the new city for the guy but it is for
1: sure story. this this tends to be a, this is appearing to be a bit of a trend this season mm-hmm. the girls are not giving up their jobs for the yeah. guys this year yeah. which you know makes me think they are listening to our podcast a little right. bit exactly that's one I, of I know they are points. they're of definitely course they're. listening mm-hmm. they definitely but, are listening. yeah Mm-hmm. So they're making the women be a bit into their jobs and not just into falling in love and getting married, which is which is nice yeah, for a change. I guess I would start by saying in terms of how I feel about this movie, and we'll probably get into it a little bit more when we think about rewriting it, this was absolutely my least favorite one they did this year. Candace Cameron Bray was really crap. The story mm-hmm. was not good at all, and even the references weren't great i know holly you sent me a message at one point during the movie and you said this this is like four out of ten with the references understanding the wizard of oz references zero out of ten without that Like yeah. it really was not good not yeah
0: good. there's definitely a lot of things to hate about this movie and i but i did once i realized i needed to look for wizard of oz references that added a kind of a fun layer i thought now i still hated the movie but it was sort of like uh, like a Where's Waldo puzzle where I was like, okay, let me find the next one, but I yeah. still hated it. So, yeah. like, you know, it's exactly. it still, it was kind of just a, a distraction to this horrible storyline that just helped pass the time until it was over. So it was just kind of like, what's the next horrible thing? Oh, there's ruby red slippers. Oh, there's yellow brick road. Oh, there's flying monkeys, you know? And so it just helped pass the time until this horrible movie was there. Over, there
1: so. was even a bit, there's even a time when they like were walking down that yellow brick road yes. and they were like all oh, linked arms and it, shit. Like, mean, it was, yeah. It,
0: it, yeah. There was absolutely nothing that they missed out of the wizard of Oz. Every cliche that you could think. The only thing I can't think of, is I don't think I saw the blue and white checkered like apron dress thing.
1: Oh, that's true. But so maybe when she was like baking cookies or something.
0: I don't think I saw that anywhere. But so, right. so that's the only thing I can think of that they missed. But they pretty much covered everything else. There were there were no munchkins.
1: Well, I don't think that's PC anymore. <laughs> Probably not. But well. they didn't even have any like Christmas elves or something. But yeah, you know that was a bit for true. <laughs> that's a good bingo! Congratulations. So obviously this wasn't our favorite, but what no. do you think was your best Christmas bingo moment in this movie?
0: The Definitely the red slippers. Like, when I saw that, I was like, come on, at least... I mean, because they were truly ruby red, like, ruby red sparkly slippers. I was like, at least give her, like, red high heels. Because we would have totally yeah. known what that was supposed to be when it relates to The Wizard of Oz. You know...
1: Especially because it was so close to the end.
0: Yeah, like, like it's not I, like
1: she got the slippers at the start, and we were no. supposed to figure it out from that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like I just don't even know, you know, what grown woman would wear ruby red slippers. So, you know, I think red high heels would have worked. But again, when you're trying to cl- make the Wizard of Oz cliche, I guess that's what
1: you've got to do. That's true. I thought that the thing that. I mean, obviously, the Wizard of Oz things were all bad and definitely worth mentioning. And I think the list would be too long to even talk about all of them because there were so many bad references. But my cheesiest, like, actual Christmas thing was that, which I couldn't believe, and this is not a square on the finger card, it's part of this square, but like, they had competing Christmas tree farms in this movie. So the reason that they were like stepping up the Christmas tree farm. Or like turning to the Christmas maze and festival and Santa and s'mores or whatever it was because the other Christmas tree farm already did that and mm-hmm. they wanted to make their Christmas tree farm that donates a better turnout. And I was like, whoa, I have never seen two Christmas tree farms, I don't think, in a Hallmark movie before, like that yeah, were competing with each other. That's true.
0: That's true. Well, and if okay, so if I'm thinking about a Christmas theme bingo, um, I was just thinking about like for this. This show, like, what I would do for a bingo card. I guess the whole, like, I mean, this is kind of a weird one, but like, you know, being away from the family and coming, arriving home just in time to celebrate the holidays. That's kind of a long bingo square, but you know, she made it home. No, just no, in time that's, for the true. She, that's true. She,
1: that's right. She does get home <laughs> just in time, for just Christmas. in
0: time. Yep.
1: <laughs> and, um, you know,
0: there was, there was some, you know, they, at the beginning it you know there was a little doubt but she made it
1: well and there's like obligatory cookie baking like right before the movie mm-hmm. ends too like mm-hmm. we we've decided this year in particular that cookie baking as a thing or at least christmas cookies must be in every single movie because some of the ones we saw this year like have some real just like throwaway references to christmas cookies but they're there so it's like they just were like okay good it counts as a christmas movie because we have christmas cookies in the movie that's
0: that's the middle square this year
1: Mm -hmm. yeah exactly it's very Mm -hmm. it's a it's a freebie for sure so Mm -hmm. so then Let's think about what do you think is the most real thing? What's like your hashtag relatable? What Is there anything in this movie that you think could have really happened to you or you know what well, would you think would be the most relatable holiday?
0: I, I 100% know because moving across the country for a job right before Christmas, I've done that. I moved I started a new job December 15th. So I 100% know what that's like. Now my job was not temporary. My job was a permanent job. So some people might see that and be like, oh, you know, no one starts a job in, in December. They, you know, you would just wait until, you know, the new year and start your job. No, I can tell you some people start new jobs on December 15th. I was one of them. So to me, that was a relatable moment. And, you know, hers was not a a permanent job, but mine, mine was permanent. So, um, you know, so I think to me that was relatable and mine, mine was From the Mid-South to the East Coast. And so that was a relatable moment for me. Now, I didn't fall in love and I didn't have any Wizard of Oz moments. But, (laughs) you know, it was like like that. It was right at the holidays.
1: Well, I did just hire someone on the 1st of December, actually. So, you know, that's, I mean, it's a bit, not as close to the holidays, but right after Thanksgiving, someone started here at my job. So, yeah. Other than
0: that, pretty (laughs) unrelatable.
1: Well, my one was a, a bit of a stretch because, you know, and just happenstance, really. So I actually am from Kansas City originally. I was born there. I didn't really grow up there. I did all of my schooling somewhere else, but I moved when I was almost five years old. But I was born in Kansas City. So that was the thing I found the most relatable in this entire well, movie was that you really, I you really was could formed say, into. like,
0: you really could say like there's no place like home and have it be Kansas City
1: that's right, well, From and days. I you know when I was younger, I used to always really think about Kansas City as home, but it's been far too long now to think about it like that but yes i I could have been my own version of Sarah Gale, shall we say <laughs> very good, okay, so we definitely did not like this movie. We collectively have agreed that it's like, it was a bunch of little tiny stories put together, probably too many characters, probably not interesting enough. You tried to follow all these Easter eggs, which was kind of fun, but it was just only a placement of Wizard of Oz. There was a couple things that we particularly didn't like outside of the fact that we didn't like the movie, full stop. But (laughs) one thing that both holly and i noticed is this year and i really want to give them credit for this hallmark has done a much better job of diversifying their cast and i think they got a bit of the you know this is a whole white white movie situation for a long time and so they changed that a lot you know really mixed cultural casts, and it's been very very good and we've commented on it this season already this time though they made a really big faux pas. I think that's the only thing you can call it because it really pissed us off. So Winona West was like the Wicked Witch of the West, and she was like the only real minority in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the, the only real multicultural person in the cast. Now, there's a few potentially minor characters, but we thought that was like, I would say, very poor taste to have anybody be the the... The multicultural representation, but having yeah. be the bad person was really not he, cool. He, yeah, that the was, only what, the what only did real, you anything else you particularly hated? The only real
0: minority was like the wicked person. So, I yeah, I really hated that. And then I just really hated from the beginning that Glenn Goodman, the you know the main character, the the guy was deceiving Darcy Gale. And so, you know, he deceived her from the from the moment he met her. He didn't, you know, he he didn't tell her who he was. And then when he did fess up, he told her a lie about who he was. And he maintained that through most of the movie. So and then she like falls in love with him. So he's told her two big fat lies and deceived him throughout the deceived her throughout the entire movie. Yet then she's like, oh, no big deal. You've been lying to me the entire time I've known you, but I'm still going to fall in love with you. So, like, I have some major issues with that.
1: As you were talking about this, I did wonder, why does he need to pretend to be someone else when he meets her? Why did he even need to do that? Why didn't he just say he was William Austin? Like, why make up this whole, I am the VP of communications, and my name is Glenn Goodman? Like, even he had to get Winona West to go along with that.
0: Well, because cause, cause then I think, wasn't that the only way to be Glenda the Good Witch?
1: Yeah, but like, but outside of the really bad storyline of Wizard of Oz, what was yeah. the oh, point right. of him pretending?
0: Well, <laughs> no, I think I think that was the only reason to, to do that, was because the, the his two characters were Glenda the Good Witch and the Wizard of Oz. So right. those were the right. only two reasons that he needed to lie. So like, If you take away the Wizard of Oz theme, there was absolutely no reason for him to lie, other than to create the tension between the two characters so she could storm off and go home and, you know,
1: be (laughs) pissed at her.
0: That's
1: right. uh, And and that was something we talked about, too, like the fact that we didn't really understand why Glenda and the Wizard of Oz needed to be the same person full stop. Like, why didn't they have two separate characters for that? But it was because I kept I was watching this with my mom and Holly, of course. And I my mom kept saying, oh, no, 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 Sarah, Glenda is the Oz person. And I was like, no, they have to be two separate characters. Like, that's how the movie goes. And sure enough, she was correct that he was like the secret man behind the curtain. And and that just is not how the Wizard of Oz goes. So after quite a long discussion about how he would rewrite this movie and there's a little you know fixes here and there that would make it potentially more tolerable but not good in any way shape or form so so we have sort of decided that if you're gonna do the wizard of oz as a hallmark movie you should not disguise it like, it should be yeah. proper. So, like, maybe it starts off that she's going to go to someplace for a new job. But, like, she's going to go to the North Pole to go yeah. get a job with Santa. Yeah. I mean,
0: and mean, like, yeah, go to the North Pole or go somewhere yeah. really cold. Like, maybe you go to Alaska or you go to the North
1: Pole Or, or Iceland or something. Or somewhere yeah.
0: really cold where you fall in love with, like, a bearded man wearing plaid. You know, and, like,
1: there's... Meet some characters along the way. Yeah, like, there's, like, Like, reindeer. an arctic penguin and a reindeer yeah. and, and a snowman. Little... And they're going to help you on your journey to find this man that's in, yeah. in the secret workshop or whatever who yeah, makes amazing watches or something. Yeah,
0: you're drinking lots of hot chocolate and maybe you just find some elves or something. I don't know. Just do the Wizard of Oz. Maybe there's,
1: maybe there's like a, a field of magical poppies that you, mm-hmm. you you have in there, but they're like magical ice uh, candy cane. Pop-
0: yeah. That, po- that- yeah. Candy canes. And then maybe instead of a yellow brick road, you've got like an ice skating rink that turns red or something because it's Christmasy. Yeah. And, you know, there's ways to make it Chris- a Christmasy Wizard of Oz thing. But I think yeah if you're gonna do wizard of oz do wizard of oz and just tweak it to make it a christmas themed wizard of oz and because if you're gonna be cheesy be cheesy and this one was cheesy but not cheesy enough or i don't know this one it just they just didn't do it so
1: no it was it was very half-assed and and and, and as much as i would hate to recommend that they you know even make it cheesy 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 because that's not what we think but this is one where I feel like they tried to modernize it and they actually did it so bad that Mm -hmm. like they should have done it the whole other way yeah and yeah there would be lots of snow and lots of people wearing mittens and and they could like the the snowman and the reindeer and the Arctic penguin could still all need a heart and courage and yeah. braids. And she's just like on the journey with them while they're looking for this magical man. and maybe maybe the real bearded man is not actually a bearded man, but his like young grandson of twenty something years old who is the secret old skilled man but the old skilled man is no longer around anymore and you know so they really do have more of like a wizard of oz kind of like oh Mm -hmm. there there's an old powerful grandpa man who makes toys and watches and he lives in this old abandoned place and you have to go find him for your new toy shop or whatever yeah and And you know like he finds that someone else
0: and how about this, he gives her a dog for Christmas that uh, she names Toto, and it's one of those dogs that pulls, um, um, uh, oh, like a
1: mush a, mush, a, a mush dog, a
0: musher dog, yeah,
1: <laughs> that's right, yeah. and then they can, like, mush wash away down yeah. the red ice highway,
0: yeah, perfect, see, I mean, we've <laughs> already, the yeah, sunset. it's, it's awesome, mm-hmm,
1: so. Well, and and to be fair, like I just watched Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was on TV last night, and so you could even, I could see this all set up in that like almost same kind of like mm-hmm. cartoony animation world, yeah, and it would it would be much better. And may, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it starts off in real life and turns into a cartoon. And, and yeah. because, you know, The Wizard of Oz was like black and white at the start, and they went into the Technicolor. And All then right. she finishes her life, maybe in real life, in color, with this man of her dreams who she meets at the Santa, the man who may or may not be Santa's workshop. But, you know, maybe he's an elf working there. Maybe he's a, a, the grandson. Who knows? But I do think this is already 100 times better than what we watched.
0: Right. Now, in this remake that we're coming up with, is there some kind of storm involved or is she hits her head and um, yeah, yeah
1: yeah a bit more dream sequence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well she could maybe... fall on ice she could fall on ice <sighs> yes that's perfect because I was gonna say maybe there's like a guy in her real world that she doesn't really like at work.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, because that usually happens and they're at some like Christmas party at the start and she falls over and hits her head yeah. and then she like goes on and there's obviously some people at her work that end up being these three characters that yes. need a brain and a heart and blah, yes, blah,
0: blah. we've done it. Yeah. I mean,
1: and so she hits her head on the ice. Yes, she she wakes up. This guy that she hates, that's like the son of the owner of their company, ends mm-hmm. up being the Wizard of Oz in the yeah. background, and you know. Mm-hmm. And then they fall in love, and she's able I mean, to wake up the next morning and be like, Oh my God, I must go see the grandson, and I understand his life is not—it's harder than I thought it was—and blah blah blah.
0: How yeah. could they not think of this? I have this I don't know. Hard. This is way better. <laughs> this is, this is it wasn't hard.
1: hard. We just essentially literally took the movie and <laughs> made it Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this was not hard at all.
1: <laughs> and you don't even have to have five monkeys because you have flying reindeer. Wow.
0: Yeah. What
1: what? Of, what about the Wicked Witch of the West? What kind of character would be would it be like the abominable snowman like from Rudolph? Who's the bad Um, guy in this movie? No, we
0: could could come up with something else.
1: She could have some kind of rival at work, because that usually happens.
0: How about we make it like 2020 and we have it be like a porch pirate who's stealing like something from... Someone's stealing something from the neighborhood or something and they, I don't know, something...
1: Uh, Is that too much? Uh, Or... Where where do they appear in Oz, though? Yeah, that's right. have a, a way for the well, and
0: we need it to I mean, have, have a relation. Uh, we need to have have them be have a relationship with
1: her. So that's not that that wouldn't work, right? That that's the hard. I don't know how we would incorporate bad into that, because and and maybe maybe it doesn't need to. But like that would be the only character not represented essentially. The wicked right witch. Now. Yeah.
0: Okay. So someone.
1: it it could be some kind of competition at work that's like they're both up for partner and she's the wicked witch or something like that you know that often happens to some kind of partner-esque thing or
0: what about like an ex-girlfriend
1: Oh, i was gonna say something about i just thought about that too like the ex-girlfriend of the guy maybe she's always like trying to get his attention and and maybe that our lead character darcy gale has always like never liked that girl and she thought it was because she never liked her but it was because she actually really liked that guy Mm -hmm. all along yeah and so she's in it and i don't know she's got to be some kind of like bad version of elsa in in the wizard of oz yeah definitely you know the christmas version. She's like bad Elsa. Yeah,
0: definitely.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. This would be oh, this is so much better. I actually want to see this movie. (laughs) But maybe, maybe they when they were I don't I don't know like what the rights are when you do something like this. Maybe The Wizard of Oz was like, you can make a take on it, but it needs to be not it needs to be far too removed. Maybe that's why they got it so wrong, and they were told they couldn't make it as good as we just did. I don't know.
0: How, how do you know how old Wizard of Oz is?
1: I think it's pretty old, but I don't know if it would be out of copyright.
0: Yeah, because 1939. Oh yeah, no, we got a little ways to go.
1: Okay, that's eighty plus years yeah. out of copyright. Old. Yeah. Okay but um but that's pretty good for yeah
0: technical, i have to admit
1: 1939
0: i mean they mentioned everything and i don't know how ours would be any any more infringing on the copyright than theirs did Oh, so. uh, that's, that's
1: right they use so many lines like word for mm-hmm. word from the movie and stuff so yeah you're right. It might. Surely we could have done something better than what they actually turned mm-hmm. out. <laughs> because Definitely. it just was super disappointing. The
0: one thing, okay, so if I, you know, I do want to give them one little prop in that they did allow Candace Cameron Bure to ugly cry. And it wasn't like, you know, I did appreciate that because not every one does a pretty cry and they let her ugly cry and I appreciate that they kept that in so if I do have some positive feedback for them that is the, that that they let her ugly cry
1: <laughs> um, I did want to know if she helped produce this I'm just looking that up because it makes me feel like she must have because she was so excited about this they just have an executive producer listed they don't have additional producers so She's not the executive producer, but yeah, I would guess she gave some money to be in this one. When they did like the, the preview of all the movies, mm-hmm. this was the last one of the preview because she hosted it and she got to talk about how she was so great and blah, blah, blah. And she couldn't wait to show it to everyone. And it's it's not the last movie that they talked about. There's obviously movies past this one that they talked about. But it was the last one featured because she wanted to, like, brag about how amazing she was and whatever. And I just figured she had to have had some stake in this one of some kind. Oh, I'm just looking up, actually. I got distracted. He, The guy, Warren Christie, is actually from Belfast. Mm, okay. So, he did a decent accent, but it does appear that he went to college in Canada. So, you know, maybe he sort of picked up the the accent along the way.
0: Okay.
1: All right. Well, then the next thing we do, which I didn't even tell you about, Holly. uh is that, is that we try and predict what next weekend's movies will be about. Oh, my gosh. So let me I just pull, pull up. Well, I'm just pull, pulling up my handy-dandy... You just, tell, you just tell
0: me a name, and then I have to tell, tell you what I think it's going to be about?
1: Yeah, so there's four movies that will come out this next coming weekend, okay. and I will tell you them, and you can decide which one you want to tell me. So I, the problem is, I can't really do this because I saw the preview, so I know what okay. a lot of them are. Well, about.
0: I haven't seen any of the previews, and this was, if I'm 100% honest, this is the first Hallmark movie I watched this year. So I watched a Netflix one or two, but I kind of got overdosed on Hallmark ones so okay this will be good because I don't know I have you know
1: I do think we might need to talk about some Netflix ones because I think they had some decent ones this year so we might have to and you know I'm totally gonna plug that series if you haven't watched it yet Dash and Lily it was really good I liked it a lot like I want them to make another one that's how good it was so the first one that's coming out on Saturday on the Hallmark channel is called Christmas in Evergreen which of course is a series colon bells are ringing
0: Okay, well, they have a Christmas tree farm, and they're hosting a wedding, and it's going to snow so much that the wedding is in jeopardy.
1: Ooh, excellent. That sounds really good. The next one is called, and I do know what this is about, and I totally want it to be about something else.
0: Okay, well, tell me Uh, if I'm close or if I'm totally off.
1: Christmas She Wrote.
0: Okay, an author is having a mental block and so she goes on some to some like cabin for the holiday and of course falls in love and that's the story.
1: Oh, that sounds pretty good too. Pretty good too. Okay, then over on the Hallmark Movies & Mysteries channel, we have Time for Us to Come Home with uh, for Christmas. Not to be confused with time for me to come home for Christmas or time for you to come home for
0: Christmas. (laughs) This is
1: time for us to come home for Christmas.
0: And, okay, am I supposed to read into it that it's on murders and mystery or no?
1: No, it's not murders, of course. It's movies and mysteries. Oh, okay. So, okay. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Even though a lot of their mysteries have murders, they don't call it the murders and mysteries channel. Okay, so it's a
0: movie. Okay, good. Okay. I was like, wait! I didn't know that they had Hallmark murders movies. and mysteries. Yeah, Hallmark Christmas movies about murder,
1: okay, uh, and mysteries, okay. Well, and that's that. To be fair, that's what I wanted. Christmas. She wrote to be about. Well, that's like murder. What I... She wrote for Christmas. I know.
0: That's what I. And
1: mean. someone actually Danica McKellar's in it. And someone actually asked her, "Is this like mystery about yes. Christmas and murder?" And she said, "No, unfortunately." they don't really like to have murder on Christmas time.
0: <laughs> yeah. No murders happen at Christmas time ever anywhere.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's right. So you can't have murders on that channel. Yeah. At Christmas. But anyway, time okay. for us to come home for Christmas.
0: Okay. Well, this is maybe, okay. I'm here. <laughs> okay. So this is what next week's podcast is going to be about. This one is a horrible play on the c- classic home alone where you know Macaulay Culkin's character is stuck and they're trying to they're trying to get everyone home well actually home that wouldn't work time for us to get home for Christmas because he's stuck at home so that didn't work but they're, t-
1: they're not would because they're trying to come home for Christmas with him. you're right
0: yeah because the, the family's work. stuck in Paris and yeah. they can't get home because of the snowstorm so I guess that would work time for us to get home for Christmas and then, well. and then you and I are talking about how horrible it is, and they should have left Home Alone alone.
1: That's but, Home Alone.
0: Yeah. Uh, all
1: right. So this is this is a Home Alone spin-off. I like that, <laughs> which I don't think they've ever done, by the way. That's I, I, you did, can't, I did. I did see. Well, that's true. I did see this year, and I do want to watch it. In fact, my mom was like, "I just figured out what one it is. Lifetime is doing a literal ripoff of The Holiday this year."
0: Oh really? So, yeah,
1: which is no. one of my favorite, favorite, favorites. So I don't think so like
0: you can touch that one either.
1: I, I do want to watch it. I did I they did one a couple years ago, a few years ago on Hallmark that was a, a takeoff of um, The Family Guy. Or no, not Family Guy, the Family Man with Nick Cage and Taylor Leone. I
0: don't remember that one.
1: Which is a Christmas movie I do actually like where he is sort of like a Scroogey character and wakes up and he's actually married to his high school sweetheart as opposed to being a rich man on Wall Street or something. Mm, okay. And they did a very similar one that Lacey Chabert was in where she, I can't remember what it was called, but she essentially was like a big high-flying news anchor or something reporter mm-hmm. in San Francisco and she wakes up married to her high school sweetheart. And I like that one a lot too. So sometimes they do get it right if the parallels are right. It's like, the last one of the weekend, actually, whose main character is actually called Holly, by the way, Holly, okay. is called A Little Christmas Charm.
0: Hmm, this is a tough one, A Little Christmas Charm. How about this is a struggling store in New York City that's having to close its doors, and then all of a sudden, Someone comes in and offers to buy a charm that's for sale for $3, but instead of $3, they pay $3 million because that's what it's worth. And it's all about how this $3 million saves the store and saves this family business. And then the business goes on to spread the wealth throughout the neighborhood. I don't know that that wouldn't really hold my attention for 2 hours but maybe there's got to be a love story in the summer. the person who buys the charm then puts it in a Salvation Army bucket and it, the charm keeps spreading cheer for years to come and oh, it's a wow. good luck charm
1: of some sort a, that, well you know, I don't I saw. know that
0: sounds very cheesy
1: <laughs> well you know, it, it definitely sounds plausible though All right, well, those four movies definitely sound plausible, Holly. So good work, Holly, on guessing what those four movies might be about. But I think there's definitely one thing for certain, no matter what goes on next weekend in any of these movies, the main characters, they will
0: fall in love.
1: Correct. So tune in next week for Hallmarked Up and see what we watch. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us, Holly.
0: You're welcome.
1: Thank you for listening to Hallmarked Up. Find us online at hallmark.com, on Instagram at hallmarked up, and on Facebook at hallmarked up with Mary and Sarah. Remember to follow, listen, and review wherever you get your podcast.